ideas that have come to heaven this week for us. We just bless you and we commit this time to you. We ask you to just pray through us pray through us. When we pray the perfect will of God, when we're praying in the Holy Ghost, we pray the perfect will of you, Father. So we pray in faith. And not only that, as we receive, we speak out in our language, our natural language, what we're getting, because we learned that today. So I just encourage all of us, if you're getting something in the Holy Ghost, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, stop for a second and pray it out in English. Amen. Uh, I like what Creflo Dollar says. Sometimes he'll say, just stop and pause and just thank him for it. Amen. 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 So that's what we're going to do. Let's pray. Oh, soto do manaki. Halaravo koto do nananaki. Sata baruvo usha sata banai. Hiala ramanako so soto dabai. Halaraniki adanamako to shokoravi. Halarabadasi. Halarabadasi. Sia ramanako ya sata barai. Oh, la ramaki. Oh, yo soto na makati sisira manamala ki. Hala rava soto toda na manamakosha siti piti badaba asa si. Hala nana na maliki. Oh, we would just receive it. We receive, we receive, we receive from the Holy Spirit. We receive from you, Holy Spirit. We receive from you, our helper. We receive from you, our guide. We receive from you, our comfort. I thank you, Father, for a supernatural Holy Ghost flow tonight in the name of Jesus. I thank you for such freedom in the Spirit that we get to receive everything that you have prepared and and stored up for us tonight in the name of Jesus. I thank you that each one of us is born for tonight. We were born, we were predestined to be here tonight. Hallelujah. We add our supply of the Spirit. We add our supply of faith tonight. We add our supply and draw out the gifts that you have for us tonight. Open heaven, open heaven tonight. Open heaven, open heaven. Open heaven. Open heaven. Open heaven tonight. Hoshokuravia satapa. Ha We get in position. Hamanakoso soto namai. He la ravokoso. Ikanda rado atite e shomana na 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 baha. 
Iko manani keshe ke kobota tata la 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 ba ora mahani heshe komani ke kengona obani e atata rabaha o shanana nana mahata tata la 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 ba o shanana nana mangi ke komande e komande e goa isha hando hotote meshe ke roboate isha manani ke komahata tata na maha ora hata tata rabaha o shaha ha 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 Ho hamba ne he bo hamba ha ho shaha ba ha e ho hamba hamba he de ate eki ikama ne he sho ambo e po amba ti e bo ha ho pa ti he bo ata amonika po ata ta ta ba ha ho na he she bo ata ta 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 ba ha i shombo kanda ne ko ingo ma ha ta ke ingo mana ha ingo ande ko mana na he inga hando ho tanda na ha ho tanda na ma ha Oh tanda namaha oh tanda tamaha oh shike ha boy we pull down the strongholds we pull down the strongholds we pull down the strongholds ho shabati ke koboha we pull down the strongholds anda ta 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 baha ishamba ha ta ta nana anana he she kobota hey we pull them down in the name of jesus you come down in the name of jesus ho shabaha sheke ha ta 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 la maha ha ta ta you demons from hell that are keeping the finances back from the different ministries and this association we command you to cease in the name of jesus ho sha ta 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 baha the breakthroughs that we've been believing for come to pass now in jesus name ho la 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 maha ta ta la baha ile boha miracle signs and wonders Come now in Jesus' name. Oh, Shambhatata Labaha. We loose angels. We loose angels to minister forth. Go, go in the name of Jesus. Bring in the harvest. Bring in the harvest. Oh, Shambhatata Baha. I Shabaha Shokoto Nomaa. I Komanani E. Oh, Bandada Dabaha. Oh, Shabhatata Baha. I Komani. Eloha. We laugh at you, devil. We laugh at you, demons from hell. We laugh at you because greater is he that is in us than you that are in the world. He la ha 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 ha. We have the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. We possess it. We possess our inheritance. We possess our harvest. He shoma ha ha ha. He kama data ha. He shama ha 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 ha. Ho ho Ha rabaha roboho. He rabaha rabaha. Ho rabaha rabaha. Ho shaho. The people we're believing for. We pray for you, the Lord of the harvest, to send forth laborers into our harvest field. Ho ha shabaha. He kobo ha ha ha. Ho ha. You called us to go. You equip us with the people that we need to do what it is that you 
called us to do. New breaking throughs, new breaking throughs, new breaking throughs. New births, new births. Oh sha ha 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 new births ha ta 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 la ba ha oh shabaha he shabaha oh shabaha he shabaha witty ideas witty ideas hey shoroboka nanaki hey kota ta ta la ba ha he shohoho he shahaha divine appointments divine appointments he la ha ta 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 divine connections oh shabaha favor 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 oh you make a way where there seems to be no way. You are the way. Before we call, you are answering us. He shamaha na noha. He koma na 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 maha. He ha 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 ha. Oh ta ta ha ha ha. Hey sha ha ha ha. Speak, Lord, speak. Ho shabaha to 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 boho. He kam boho. He shamaha no ati ekoa. He sha ho anda hekeo. Anda ha ta 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 da baha. He shoha. We plead the blood. Over Dr. Savell and Brother Richard Roberts this evening, Lord. We thank you for utterance given unto them to open their mouth boldly and lovingly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. We pull down the mysteries. We pull down the mysteries. Ho shabahaha. Ha the hidden secrets. He We pull it, Lord. Ho shabahatatala. Deep cries out. Deep cries out. We cry out to you tonight, Lord. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. How oh, miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Esho ta 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 la baha. Osha mana na 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 maha. Handa ta 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 bo osho. Isha ta 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 baha. Orahato oko. Ise heko manike. Ikanga na hato tomo. Ishamba ho baha. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you're no respecter of persons. You're no respecter of time. Lord, and I thank you, Lord, that we lay hold of what the word says in Acts chapter 13. It said, as they worship the Lord, as they worship the Lord, as they worship the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke. As they worship the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke. Lord, Father, I thank you as we prepare for this time of worship, as we prepare to open our hearts and yield our hearts to you as we yield our hearts and and join our hearts and unify our hearts I thank you Father for a flow of the Holy Spirit I thank you for a flow of the Holy Spirit a flow a flow a flow thank you for a flow of the Holy Spirit as we worship you I thank you Lord that that you ride on our worship as we worship you I thank you that we prepare an atmosphere I thank you for an atmosphere prepared for you an atmosphere prepared for you to move an atmosphere 
atmosphere for you to flow, an atmosphere for you to do what you desire to do. Not what we desire, but what you desire. So we set our hearts, we unify our hearts that, that we want what heaven has ordered for tonight, what heaven has ordained for tonight, what heaven, the assignment that's on Dr. Savelle, that everything that you have placed in him for tonight, we will draw out, we will pull out, hallelujah, and we will pull out and receive. We set our hearts to receive what the Holy Ghost wants. Hallelujah, what the Holy Spirit was sent to do, and that is comfort, that is to show things to come, that is direct us into our ministries, that is to raise expectation, that is to build hope. Oh, Father, I thank you that we rise higher and higher, even now as we're praying in the Holy Ghost. I thank you that we are building, we are building, we are edifying ourselves, edifying ourselves. Hallelujah, I thank you, Lord, that we're building blocks to our ministries, building pathways, building pathways. Because the pathways of the just grow brighter and brighter. The pathways of the just grow brighter and brighter. Hallelujah, I thank you that things, hallelujah, that we see tonight will illuminate our path. Hallelujah, I thank you for divine direction tonight. Divine direction tonight. Divine direction. I thank you, Father. As the Holy Spirit flows, I thank you, Lord, that, that, that prophecy will go forth. Prophecy will go forth. So not only are we praying in the Holy Ghost, we're building ourselves up, but Father, I thank you that we expect and we desire the gifts of the Spirit. We desire the gifts of the Spirit because the gifts of the Spirit said were sent for us to profit with all. So, I, Father, I thank you for profit in every ministry. Profit in every, I prophesy profit in every ministry. Oh, profit in every ministry. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Hallelujah. Discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation, prophecy, gifts of healing, working of miracles. Oh, we thank you for it, Father. Father. Hallelujah. We desire the best gifts. We desire the best gifts. Oh, Father, we're hungry. We're hungry. We're hungry for you. We're hungry for, hallelujah, we're hungry for the glory of God. We're hungry for the manifestation of the glory of God. Have your way in this place today. Have your way in this place tonight. Oh, Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 As Jesus was sent with a message, as Paul was sent with a message, I thank you that Dr. Savelle has been sent with a message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you for the kingdom of God manifesting in this place tonight. How the kingdom of God manifesting in this place tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you that your kingdom is not meat and drink, but is righteousness. It's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for your kingdom manifesting. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you, and Father, we set our hearts to receive tonight hallelujah hallelujah we set our hearts to receive tonight and hallelujah we enter in with great expectation we enter in with great expectation 
Hallelujah. Thank you for righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Just repeat this after me as we begin. Father God, I thank you for your kingdom manifesting in this place. I thank you for righteousness. I thank you for peace. And I thank you for joy in the Holy Ghost. Woo! In Jesus' name. Give him a shout of praise. Quite often, I see that scene. Quite often, I remember that. I have a desire to see that kind of thing happen in my ministry. You, you're not satisfied till you experience it again. And I say, Lord, show me more. Show me your glory. Do you not think that causes you to hunger for more of His presence, more of His power, and more of His goodness? Those who hunger and thirst shall be filled. God honors hunger. There is no devil in hell that could stop you from receiving what you have been believing for, praise God. There's an urgency for the glory of God manifesting in our generation. I want humanity set free. That's the purpose, praise God. I can't remember one thing that I've ever hungered for and pursued that God didn't make it happen. Well, why wouldn't he do it where his glory is concerned?
charged. If you have never jumped, just do toe raises, okay? Just once. Just try it. If you've done toe raises, then let your toes lift off the ground a little bit. Oh. Oh. You know, before Jesus, Brother Hagen said, before Jesus, people danced before the Lord. But after the blood, we dance in the spirit. Glory to God. Woo! 
atmosphere is changing now For the Spirit of the Lord is here The evidence is all around But the Spirit of the Lord is here Overflow in this place Fill our hearts with your
Lift your voices, hallelujah. We worship you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let your servants see your power, Lord. Let your servants see your power. Let your servants see your glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, sing in the Holy Ghost. Sing in the Spirit a little more. have been rolling in for quite some time. But over the next few months, you're going to experience them in measures that you've never experienced before. For this is the time, this is the season that the glory of the Lord will begin to fill the earth and people will witness and recognize that it's here and that it's healing and deliverance And that it's freedom. And that it's joy, unspeakable and full of glory. And people all over the world will begin to talk about the glory that they're experiencing. Not only in their nation, but in their cities, in their communities. And yes, even in their churches. Hallelujah. Get ready, saith the Lord. During the first three months of 2019, you will see. Marvels, wonders, extraordinary things like you've never experienced before. So begin to decree it, begin to expect it, and begin to rejoice in advance for it. It's coming, saith the Lord. It's coming. Come on, give the Lord a great shout. Give the Lord a great shout. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's been so strong in my spirit since September. I know that I know that I know that marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God is going to be 
what you and I are going to experience throughout 2019 and beyond. Hallelujah. But oh, as we entered into 2019, you're going to see things like you have never seen before. You're going to witness things that you have never witnessed to before. In fact, you're going to experience things that you have never experienced before. If you think that God has been good to you up to now, you haven't seen anything yet. The best is yet to come. Come on, give the Lord a great shout of praise. Well, I just gave away my Sunday sermon. We were, we were here in September during our Church Light Powell rally, our uh, uh, presidents and area leaders rally that we have every September. And in one of the sessions, the Lord said to me, you've been asking for quite some time, what's on my agenda for 2019? And I didn't even have it on my mind at the time. We were just in that service there. And he said, you've been asking for quite some time, what's on my agenda? And then he said, and here it is. And then he said, 2019, there will be marvels, wonders, extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of your God. And you begin to decree it right now. So I began decreeing it and I've got the date that that came to me back in September. I began decreeing it then, and I want you to decree it right now. Say, in the name of Jesus, the word of the Lord for 2019, marvels, wonders, extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. I'm decreeing it now. I'm expecting it now. And I'm praising Him for it in advance. Come on, give Him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Someone in here, I heard this while Cassie was leading us in praise a few moments ago. I was just praying in the Holy Ghost there. Someone here, and, and I believe these are the exact words you've been saying. It seems like my ministry has hit a wall. Who is that? Come on up here right now. And that's not to say that you're doing anything wrong. That's not to say that, you know, you're missing God. But sometimes you just feel like you've just reached a place where you've hit a wall. Does that that sound familiar with what you've been saying? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the Lord said, lay hands on them. God is a barrier breaker. You know that. I'm not saying anything you don't already know. But let's tap into that specific name. You know, David... In the Psalms, throughout the Psalms, every, every time God did something for him in the way of a victory, 
he would, he would call God that. You're my strong tower. Amen. You're, you're my shepherd. Every time God did something in his life that, that caused a victory, he would begin to refer to God as that. There was a time when he needed a major breakthrough. He was outnumbered by enemy forces. And the Bible says that David said, and God has broken through on my enemy like the breaking forth of waters. And then he named that place Belparism, which means the Lord of the breakthrough. And I've been, I've been calling God that all these years, the Lord of the breakthrough. Back in uh, a number of years ago, I was in Liberty, Texas. I had a visitation of the Lord. And he said, you tell my people that the God of the breakthrough wants to visit their house. And then he said this, and this was so powerful. He said, tell them the depth of their praise will determine the magnitude of their breakthrough. Hallelujah. So are you ready? Let's call on the God of the breakthrough. Father, in the name of Jesus, I've been, I have preached that all over the world. And I have testimony after testimony after testimony of once people heard it, it got down in their spirit, they began to believe it and they began to expect it. Then you broke through for them. And tonight in the name of Jesus, I believe the God of the breakthrough is going to take charge right now and give them the breakthrough in their ministries that they're believing for. And I believe, praise God, even by the time they get back home, there will be evidence that it's already begun. Hallelujah. And now, Lord, as I said to them, like you said to me, the depth of their praise will determine the magnitude of their breakthrough. So just, just how much praise have you got in your heart right now in the name of Jesus for your breakthrough? For your breakthrough. For your breakthrough. The walls come down. The walls come down in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's shout unto God. Let's shout unto God. It's breakthrough time. It's breakthrough time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Say the God of the breakthrough is visiting my house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How much praise have you got in you tonight? Release something. Release something. I remember one time, and I've, I've said this before in church here. I may have said it in some of your churches where I've ministered. But I just, I just saw that again in my spirit or in my mind. When I was a kid living in Mississippi on a farm with my grandparents, my parents, my grandfather 
helped, he, was, he, he was good at helping a lot of the, the people that lived in the neighborhood that didn't have a way of raising crops and so forth. And he would invite them to come and get all the crops they needed to take care of their family. And I remember this black gentleman that lived down the road from us and he brought his mule down there and uh, he had some, some backpacks on that mule to load all the corn and the beans and everything that grandpa raised to load them in there and take them back home. And uh, he was thanking my grandfather for it. And all of a sudden he said, uh, Mr. Savell, would you hold my mule? Something's come on me. He said, it's the Holy Ghost. And he went to dancing and shouting and praising God and dancing around that mule. Somebody, somebody hold my mule. I feel like dancing. I feel like shouting. certainly didn't fuss with him about it. And every time that man came up there, I always liked to be with my grandfather, see if he'd come on him again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, next time the Holy Ghost comes on me, I'm going to tell somebody to hold my mule. <laughs> Amen. You can be seated. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, we've had a good conference, haven't we? It has been so rich. Praise God. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I certainly want to give honor to where honor is due to Pastor David Blunt. He had to go back. He's getting ready for his church services. And, uh, of course, Richard Roberts is still here. Both of them did such a... I'd like to say to them what... Brother Copeland says to me quite often when I get through preaching, son, that was masterful. Richard, that was masterful. Hallelujah. Amen. Give him another good hand. Show him your appreciation. Praise God. We have tonight uh, a number of people that we are licensing and ordaining. Uh, Some of them have already been ordained been in the ministry for a while, but they feel a kindred spirit with this ministry. And we have that quite often where people want to uh, change their affiliation to Heritage of Faith Ministerial Association. And I'm honored by that, and we certainly welcome it. And uh, there are some that are doing that tonight, some that are being licensed, uh, and we require that we, uh, uh, if we license you, the Bible says, lay hands on no man suddenly. We, we like to have an opportunity to observe your ministry uh, before we offer ordination. And uh, some are being ordained tonight. They've gone through that process. And uh, so before we call them up and uh, lay hands on them, 
and ask you to set yourself in agreement with what we're doing tonight because your agreement's very important. I, I want to share this within those of you who are being licensed or ordained. Would you please stand right now so we see where you are? All right, give them a good hand. Praise God. Amen. I want to say this particularly to them, but it certainly is, um, will be profitable to all of you. E.M. Bounds once said, while men look for better methods, God looks for better men. That's a powerful statement. I read that shortly after I came to the Lord. Somebody handed me an E.M. Bounds book on prayer and I couldn't put it down. And I still have that book in my library and I pull it out from time to time and read it again and again. And that statement was so powerful back almost 50 years ago and it still is today. While men look for better methods, God looks for better men. Second Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. And the word perfect here doesn't mean never having made a mistake. In the little Hebrew, it means loyal, faithful, trustworthy, honest. And God says, that's the kind of people that I'm looking for. And notice he's looking for them all over the earth. I, I read that back in my home in Shreveport, Louisiana, shortly after I came to the Lord. And I, I stood up right there in that guest bedroom where I was studying the word. And I stood up and lifted both hands. And I said, Lord, search no more. Here am I. If, if you're looking for somebody who's not perfect in the sense of never having made a mistake, then I'm not, I'm not the man you're looking for. But if you're looking for someone who can be loyal, trustworthy, faithful, a man of integrity, then search no more. I'm your man. Praise God. Can you say amen to that? Lift your hands and say, search no more. I'm the person you're looking for. Amen. So this is the kind of individual that God is looking for. And the Bible goes on to say, and when he finds them, he will show himself strong in their behalf. Now, I, I personally interpret that as he will cause his anointing to be strong on that person. Amen. Because you can't separate anointing and strength. And so, and I'm talking about, you know, spiritual strength, Holy Ghost power. So God says when he finds this kind of person, he will show himself strong in their behalf. In other words, his anointing will flow through them mightily. God, God found such a man in Saul of Tarsus, who later became the Apostle Paul. And when he saw that the Apostle Paul was this man who would be loyal, trustworthy, faithful, non-compromising. Then the Bible says in Acts chapter 19, verse 11, proving that God will show yourself, himself strong. In Acts 19, 11, it says, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Why? Because he found somebody that he was looking for, the kind of person he was looking for. The message translation says, things quite out of the ordinary. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the kind of anointing that the apostle Paul had on his life. And then Paul says in his writings in first Corinthians chapter four, he said, a steward 
must be found faithful. Amen. We must be found faithful. And I know, I know a lot of preachers that aren't faithful and a lot of them that aren't faithful aren't around anymore. You know, uh, I've said it for years and years. I taught it in the Bible school here. Some of you alumni remember me here teaching it. I, I taught several lessons on it. God is not looking for charisma. He's looking for character. That's right. Amen. And most men, you know, they major on charisma. And, uh, you know, charisma is wonderful. But charisma can come and go. And a lot of people who majored on charisma, after a while they fizzle out. And I've always said, when the body of Christ stops looking for the guy that has the most charisma, and they start looking for men and women of character, they'll find me. I'll still be here. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Hagin used to say that back there, you know, during those great healing campaigns, campaigns that so many of those men uh, died young. And, and God used them mightily. But a lot of them never developed character. Some of them didn't have integrity. I remember reading about one such man, and, and, and I don't, I'm not going to call his name, but I remember him being jealous of Oral Roberts' tent. And he went out and had his built, what, about an inch, one foot, you know, bigger. So he could say, I now have the largest tent. And he died young. He had a lot of charisma, had a lot of miracles in his ministry. But he lacked this thing called character. The thing that God was looking for the most. Amen. So charisma is good. It's wonderful. But I'm not as attracted to people with charisma as I am people with character. And I, I believe that's what God is saying here in Second Chronicles. He's looking for people of character. And, and you that are being licensed and ordained, I'm saying this to you tonight because uh, I, I pray that you become, if you're not already, men and women of character. And if you are men and women of character, stick to it. Amen. I like what John Osteen used to say, never despise small beginnings. You just stick with character and it'll grow. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? So Paul says, stewards must be found faithful. And then in verse 16 of 1 Corinthians 4, he says, be ye followers of me. So in a, apparently he considered himself to be a faithful man because he invited others to follow him, follow his example. The message translation says, I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not already doing myself. So in other words, he never asked anybody to be faithful if he hadn't been faithful. Amen. I'm not going to ask you to be faithful if I haven't been faithful. But I believe I can say uh, without reservation that I've been faithful. I've been faithful to God. I've been faithful to my wife. I've been faithful to my daughters. Uh, I've been faithful to uh, the, the uh, divine relationships that God has arranged in my life. I mean, how many people can say that they've been serving a gentleman in the ministry that impacted their life for 50 years. You know, that's one of the things I loved when I had, I had the privilege of meeting Brother Roberts years ago. I met, when, when I began serving on the board, I met men that had been with him for years and years and years. And that's almost unheard of in ministry today. You know, people come and people go. 
And, uh, you know, it's the same way in a church. Dear Lord, if all the people who've ever come to this church and told us this is where God planted me, if they were still here, we'd have a mega, mega, mega church. But where are they? You know? But thank God for those loyal, faithful ones. They're still here, praise God. Amen. Amen. And, and I always enjoyed meeting men like Bob DeWeese, who'd been with your father how many years? 48, something like 40 years. Uh, Colin Steele, 40 years. I said, I want to be one of those people who can be able to say someday, I've been with Brother Copeland 50 years. Amen. I, I, I like uh, people saying, I've been working with Brother Jerry now 38 years. Joe McCroskey right there. He'd been with me 38 years. Come on, Joe, make it 50. Make it 50. Hallelujah. <laughs> Joe's not going anywhere. Hallelujah. And there's other people that have been in this ministry that have been here as long as that. Amen. And that, that, that speaks volumes to me. Amen. So it's important, Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. Follow my example. And he said, be faithful. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, therefore seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. You know, that's one of the things that kept me out of the ministry was dishonest preachers. Yeah. I considered myself an honest sinner. <laughs> I kept my word. Even when I had the automotive business, when I'd do an estimate on a car for, to repair that car, and uh, the guy signed the contract and said, go to work on it. And then I'd tear into that thing and find some things that I did not notice that needed repairing or replacing, but I'd already told him what I was charging him and I didn't call him and say, oh, I missed something. No, I, I didn't know there was a scripture that says, swear to your own hurt. <laughs> but sometimes I, the estimate was too low. But, you know, my daddy, my grandpa told me that, you know, we, you ought to keep your word. My grandpa taught me a man's word is his bond. He used to say, son, you don't need a, an attorney when you shake somebody's hand. Give them your word. Amen. So I considered myself an honest sinner. But, you know, I got exposed to a lot of dishonest preachers. And that was always my excuse. Uh, if that's what the ministry's like, I don't want any part of it. But thank God, God sent somebody that was the most honest minister, preacher, that I'd ever met. And his name was Kenneth Copeland. And of course, through Kenneth Copeland, I began to meet other honest men and women of God. So notice here, renounce the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. I remember preaching in a church in Oklahoma one time, and uh, uh, the pastor asked me to, to uh, come and dedicate his new building and uh, to preach there for a week. It was the dedication, uh, you know, service, and, and he wanted me to stay over for a whole week. 
And at the time, Russ Taft was working for me. Russ uh, later joined the Imperials and then became a, a great recording artist, Christian recording artist, and won all kinds of awards. In fact, they just recently put out a documentary on his life. And Russ was working for me at the time. And the uh, pastor, uh, after we had the dedication service on Sunday, Sunday night, then Monday night, when I got to the church, the pastor said, uh, Brother Jerry, uh, don't talk anything about the Holy Ghost tonight. I said, why? He said, well, uh, we, we believe in the Holy Ghost, but we don't speak in other tongues. He said, don't, don't talk about speaking in other tongues. And then he said, and, and don't talk about healing. And, and don't be casting out devils. I said, well, sir, you just told me not to preach the gospel. Why'd you invite me to come? Oh, we, we love your ministry, but, but don't say those things. I said, why not? And then he said this, because, oh, and he, he, his exact words, he said, because old money bags is here tonight. He's the richest man in town and we don't want to run him off. We need his tithe. I'm telling you, I felt a Smith Wigglesworth come on me. I mean, that was like sick him to a bulldog. I mean, I, the first thing I did when I got out there, I cast out devils. I spoke in tongues. I talked about the Holy Ghost. And old Money Bag jumped up and run off. And the pastor come in. I didn't know it was old Money Bag. And the pastor come back and he said, Brother Jerry, I told you not to talk about those things. Money Bags left. I said, well, if I was him, I'd leave too. I wouldn't go to a church like this. And then he handed me an offering. And one of my board of directors had come. And he came in the pastor's office. He asked where I was. And he came to the pastor's office. And he and his wife came in. And, and he was a contractor in Oklahoma City. And he said, uh, uh, Brother Jerry, I brought the tithe from a job I just finished and uh, I wanted to put it in your ministry. And he said, but pastor said tonight that uh, uh, the offerings were all going to you anyway and just make them out to the church. He said, so uh, we wrote the check to the church because he said it was going to you anyway. I said, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And he told me the amount. It was a, it was a large sum of money. And uh, so then he started back to Oklahoma City, driving back to Oklahoma City. And he turned around and come back. And he said, Brother Jerry, uh, did I tell you what the amount was? I said, yes, you did, Ken. And uh, he said, well, I just wanted to make sure I told you the amount. And so the pastor come in and uh, he handed me a check. And it was about, you know, three or $400. And this one board of director had given in the offering that night in the thousands and the pastor said, I'm so sorry, Brother Jerry. This is all that came in tonight. And uh, we, we're so sorry it couldn't be more. I said, Pastor, you have a pen? He said, yes, I have a pen. I said, could I borrow it? And I took the check and I turned it on the backside and I endorsed it. And I said, keep this. He said, oh, no, that's your offering. I said, no, you keep this. And Russ's eyes got about this big. And I said, keep it. He said, why? It, it's your offering. I said, no, you're going to need it, sir. 
And you're going to need a whole lot more because you've lied to the people, you've lied to me, and you've lied to God. So you keep it. I said, come on, Russ, let's go. <laughs> now that was dishonesty. That was craftiness. Amen? And it wasn't six months. How many of you remember the old PTL show? Well, I was on PTL with Jim Baker, and uh, I had been there for a couple of days, and then I was getting ready to fly home, and I was in Charlotte Airport, getting ready to fly home. I'm walking down through the terminal to my gate, and I saw that pastor coming my way, right in the middle of the entire airport. He fell down on his knees in front of me and said, get this curse off of me. I said, sir, I didn't put it on you. He said, there's a curse on me ever since the day you left my church. I said, I didn't put it on you. You brought it on yourself. He said, I've lost my wife. I've lost my church. I've lost everything I have. And he was on his knees in front of that airport wanting me to lay hands on him and get that curse off of him. It was very touching. I forgave him, you know. And uh, it was very, very touching. But he didn't have to go through that. He didn't have to go through that. Apparently, he had seen other preachers do that. And he began to follow their example. But Paul said, it's required to be faithful. And he said, denounce or renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. Don't walk in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. We have never, ever, in these almost 50 years, never manipulated people, come up with gimmicks, stolen the offerings. In fact, in the early days, there would be people try to bless me personally. I'd say, no, put it in the ministry. No, we want to do something for you personally. I said, no, just, just put it in the ministry. And the Lord said, I told them, well, after several incidents like this, he said, I told them to bless you personally. I said, well, Lord, I've, I've never done that before. I thought it all went into the ministry. He said, if it's designated ministry, put it in the ministry. If they want to bless you personally, then receive it. Amen. So I quit turning that down. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But if it's designated ministry, I don't, I don't, I, they got a, they have a code to the accounting department in my office. I don't even know the code. When they hear somebody knocking on the door, I'll hear somebody in there say, oh, that's brother Jerry. Cause I have to knock on the door to get in and I don't go in there very often. So I don't touch the money. <laughs> Amen. You ever see me in there? You know, looking at what people gave and asking, how much did they give? Justin, I ever ask you how much? We don't, we don't know. I don't know who the tithers are in this church unless they tell me. I don't go looking for those things. Amen. And God's taking care of us. Hallelujah. Praise God. So once again, he says, renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. Don't walk in craftiness, nor handle the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Now, let me read it to you from the message translation. 
I may be taking some time here to do this, but I think this is important. I think it's important. We got, we got too many squirrely people in the ministry today. I'm trying to get rid of the squirrels. Brother John Osteen used to say, I think my church is a granola church. Fruits, nuts, and flakes. Only Brother John. The message translation says, since God has so generously let us in on what he's doing, we're not about to throw up our hands and walk off the job just because we run into occasional hard times. We refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver. We don't manipulate behind the scenes and we don't twist God's word to suit ourselves. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open, the whole truth on display so those who want to can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. Amen. Now that's what Paul said. Amen. Doesn't that sound like the kind of person that God is looking for? And once again, he says that his anointing will rest mightily upon them. So I challenge all of you tonight that we are laying hands on before we lay hands on you to make the quality decision to be the kind of person that God is looking for. And it's very clear. We just read it. The kind of person God's looking for. I like to say this. Make God proud of you. Make God proud of you. Amen. And now according to the example that's found in uh, the book of Acts. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work wherewith I have called them. And when they laid their hands on them, they sent them away. The message translation says, so they commissioned them and they sent them away. So you are being commissioned by the laying on of our hands, by the direction of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to send you your way, praise God. And I believe you're going to bring God honor. I believe you're going to make him proud of you. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's all lift our hands and thank the Lord. You know, it's a great honor. It's a great honor to be chosen by God. It's a great honor. I'm so glad that he didn't look at my faults and my shortcomings and say, well, I really wanted to use you, but I just can't. No, he looked beyond my faults and saw potential. Can you say amen? Amen. Thank you, Father. Okay, guys, uh, Justin, would you call them up and uh, we're going to lay our hands on them. We have Jessica and Jeremiah Emanuel, Jenny Muchai, Sherry Ann Van Zant, Dan Holy, Charmaine Newkirk, Adrian Diaz, Dr. Douglas and Sveta Klan from Canada, Cheryl Escherberger, Larissa Hayden, Dr. Jeff and Kathleen Backer. Give them a good hand, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, once again, some of them have already been licensed, ordained. They've gone through those processes. They're out preaching, doing great things for the kingdom of God. You know, Doug and his wife have been pastoring for a number of years up there in Canada. 
been friends of ours for quite some time, involved in Chariots of Light. And uh, so, uh, you know, they've already experienced ordination, but they feel a kindred spirit with this ministry. And that's the reason uh, they want hands laid upon them. Amen. Everybody stand, if you will, and stretch your hands out toward them. Carolyn, would you come join me? Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are honored to have these wonderful people affiliated and connected to our ministry. And Lord, we've endeavored as a couple to live our lives in a manner that is pleasing to you without reproach and to be the example that you want us to be. And we thank you, Father, for giving us the opportunity to participate in this ceremony tonight and to welcome them into fellowship with us and into this ministry. And Lord, we recognize their callings. We recognize that it's not by man, but it's by you, by your spirit. And when we lay hands upon them tonight, we believe something is going to take place in the spirit realm. We believe that all of the graces, the endowments, the endowments, the anointings that come with their office of ministry, they're going to sense them increasing from this very moment. And we thank you for it. Lord, I also would like to to include in this prayer what the Apostle Paul said to those who connected themselves to him. You are now partakers of my grace. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Just get on this side, Carolyn. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this precious man. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this precious couple that you've linked together with us. We're so honored in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for this precious couple. We've been in relationship with them for quite some time, and now we welcome them into fellowship with this organization. In Jesus' name. They're part of our company, and we thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus, for your anointing upon her life to fulfill what you've called her to do. In Jesus' name. Let's all lift our hands and thank God for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All of you turn around and face your company. Praise God. And let's welcome them. Give them a good hand. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody in the audience say this with me to them. And I'm expecting great things out of you. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Be seated for a moment.
Glory to God. You don't think I'm done yet, do you? You don't work for Kenneth Copeland and cut this meeting at 8.15. He's just getting started good. No, I, I, I won't keep you long. But I do have some things to say. Open your Bible to Psalm 90 once again. Psalm 90. In yesterday's session that I did, I read the scriptures from Psalm 90, verse 16 and 17, and I want to read them once again. Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. The Amplified Bible says, let the signs of your power be revealed to your servants and your glorious majesty to their children. You know, it's exciting when, when uh, your children begin preaching the gospel. You know, both my daughters are out all over the country, many nations of the world as well. And it is such a joy for Carolyn and I to see that what they were raised up in and what they were taught you know, that now they're taking it, praise God, and the anointing God's on their lives. And I'm believing this scripture that God is going to cause his glorious majesty to be revealed in them as well. So notice once again, showing signs of his power, I believe is one of his greatest desires. God wants to show signs of his power. Amen. How many of you believe that? I mean, what are we doing in the ministry if not for signs of his power? Amen. It takes more than just preaching sermons. And sermons are wonderful. I preach them all the time. But nothing can quite take the place of signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. And that should be a vital part of our ministries as well. We are Holy Ghost preachers, aren't we? But you never say, I'm a Holy Ghost preacher. Signs and wonders should be following me. Now, religion wants us to think that signs and wonders and miracles and all that has passed away, but we know better. Not only that, but the Word of God uh, says the very opposite. Listen to Psalm 145, verse 3 and 4, and I'm reading from the message translation. God is magnificent. He can never be praised enough. There are no boundaries to his greatness. Generation after generation stands in awe of your work and each one tells stories of your mighty acts. So that would tell us that signs and wonders and miracles have not ceased. They didn't cease with the early church. They didn't cease with the the previous generation and, and the great healing campaigns and all the great movements of God and all the awakenings and all the revivals. They didn't cease. They didn't cease when all Roberts went to heaven. They didn't cease when Catherine Kuhlman left. They didn't cease when Brother Hagin left. Hallelujah. It said generation after generation will have their own stories. Hallelujah. I got my own stories. How many of you got your own stories? Hallelujah. I got stories of miracles. I've got stories of signs and wonders and great manifestations of the greatness of God. Hallelujah. So that doesn't sound like God is done. Amen. 
He's still wanting to show signs of his power. Generation after generation. And the Bible says they will stand in awe and they will have their own stories to tell. Shout amen if you believe it. Praise God. (laughs) Now look at verse 17. And let the beauty of the Lord, our God, be upon us. And establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it. Now, the New Living Translation says, And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. How many of you want your efforts successful? I certainly do. I don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time doing all that I do and, you know, and and see no results, see no fruit of it. I don't have that kind of time to waste and you don't either. Amen. Amen. And so notice here, God will make our efforts successful. The Amplified Bible says, let the gracious favor of the Lord, our God, be upon us, confirm and establish the work of our hands. Now notice here that, that it appears to me as I was meditating these verses, and I've been doing so for quite some time now, I couldn't help but wonder if there was a divine connection between hungering to see signs of God's power and increased favor. Hello? We talked about yesterday how that David expressed his hunger to see the glory of God like he had once seen in the sanctuary. In other words, he had experienced it. He had seen the glory. But he said, I thirst after you. Let's go to Psalm 63 and look at it again. Psalm 63. He says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My flesh longeth for thee to see thy glory and uh, thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. So notice he starts out with speaking and expressing his hunger. His hunger for more of God, more of his power, more signs and wonders and miracles like he had seen in the sanctuary. There's nothing wrong with having a desire to see more, hallelujah. I'm grateful, deeply grateful for what I've already seen. A lot of people, they've never seen what I've already seen. Hallelujah. And I'm happy. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. But I'll never be satisfied until I see more. Can you say amen? My God's the God of more. He doesn't regress. Everything's progressive with him. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? And so notice here, that he says, once again, from the New Living Translation, and may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. And the Amplified says, let your gracious favor be upon us and confirm and establish the work of our hands. So to me, as I was meditating this, I see a divine connection that if I hunger more for God, if I hunger more to see his power. Amen. Not just have church service as usual. Amen. If I hunger for, for more manifestations of the power of God in every service I'm doing. 
then not only will he grant that desire and he will honor that hunger, but he'll also supply me with favor to establish what I'm doing and to make it successful. There's a connection there, praise God. Amen. If you're not hungering for more of God, if you're not hungering for more of his power, then could it be you've seen all the favor you're going to see? As Gomer Powell would say, that's a poser. <laughs> Amen. I mean, that's something to stop and think about. Everybody go like this. Hmm. <laughs> Amen. That's something to think about. If I continue to hunger for more of God in my life. And notice how this connects. And I, I wrote these notes days ago. I had no idea what Richard was going to preach. had no idea what Pastor Blunt was going to talk about. But notice how this is all connecting. David talked about, you know, hungering for God and and so forth and keeping a a humble spirit and all that and and the results of it. There's a great connection here. And what I'm saying is, if we hunger for more of God, Jesus said, those who hunger and thirst, They'll be filled. They'll be satisfied. Amen. God will not ignore their hunger. It's not a waste of time spending quality time with God and hungering for more. He will honor that. But it says to me, I don't know if it says it to the rest of you, but it says to me, if I continue hungering for more of God and more manifestations of his power in my life and ministry, then I can also expect to increase in favor. And not only that, but that favor on my life and ministry will cause all my efforts to be successful. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Amen. So I want my efforts to be successful. And the favor of God will make it happen. Amen. When you have the favor of God on your life, it can do things that money cannot do. It can do things that, that uh, 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 prestige can't do. It can do things that, that knowing, you know, the highest people in the highest offices can't do. Amen. Favor has no boundaries. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So notice here, I, I, I noticed in some of the commentaries I looked at that another word for favor was goodness. It, it, one commentary said, favor also means displays of God's goodness. So if I keep hungering for him and keep hungering for more of his power in my life and ministry, then I will see more displays of his goodness. And more displays of his goodness, more manifestations of his favor is going to cause whatever I'm doing to be successful. How many of you want to have a successful church, a successful ministry? Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. I've had the favor of God on my life from day one. I mean, that's the first revelation I received from the Lord. I learned how to to walk in his favor. And he told me back there in those early days when I was just young in the Lord, and I never told a soul. I wrote it in my my, uh, uh, diary, so to speak, or my notes. I wrote it down back there in 1969. 
I was not even three months old in the Lord. And he said, there'll come a day when your name will be known around the world for the favor of God that's on your life. And then I'll hold you responsible for teaching others to walk in it as you do. I never told Carolyn that. I never told my pastor that. You don't go around in three months and say, guess what? My name will be known around the world. I never told a soul about that, but I've watched it happen. I've watched it happen. Hallelujah. And the favor of God, I attribute the favor of God to most of my success. The successes I've enjoyed. Amen. The favor of God. Say, bring on the favor, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, we were in the church light meetings here recently up in Tennessee, and, and a man uh, wrote a song called The Favor Flow. And it's talking about the favor on Jerry Savelle. And when's the last time you had a song written about you? And it's on, it's on YouTube. You can, you can pick it up. And, and it's a cool song. Now, I'm, I never cared for rap. And it's a rap song. And it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we got to where we were doing it. We, we got to where uh, all the chairs of light, when we get ready to leave the hotel to the next ride, we got there and say, I'm in the favor flow. Give me the favor flow. You can't do it any better than I can. I'm in the favor flow. Come on, do it. I'm in the favor flow. That's what it's called. And then there's a line there saying, I want favor like Jerry Savant. It's been on the radio. It's on YouTube. Uh, It's recorded. Sounds like to me, God knew what he's talking about back there in 1969. Your name will be known all over the world for the favor of God on your life. Amen. And I'm still experiencing favor and it's still increasing. And I attribute it number one to I'm still a hungry man for God. Amen. Yeah, that's not diminished in my life. Amen. I'm still hungry. Hallelujah. Look at somebody say, you looking at one hungry person. <laughs> and I'm not talking about McDonald's. I'm talking about God's power. Now, listen to this. Psalm 107 verse 9, the Amplified Bible says, For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with good. He fills the hungry soul with good. Those that are hungry, those that that can't get enough of God, can't get enough of his power manifesting in their lives. And not so that they can build a ministry from it and not so they can be, you know, somebody, but because of their desire to see the captive set free. Brother Roberts used to say, when you hate the devil and what he stands for as much as you love God, you know, then you'll start seeing some things happen in your life. You got to hate the devil and hate what he stands for and hate what he does to people. Amen. I want the anointing increasing on my life. Not so I can, you know, in the eyes of somebody, be somebody. I care about hurting people. Amen. 
I don't like it when I see a, a crippled man, a, a bound man, and someone that, that uh, you know, is suffering physically and, and mentally and being tormented. I don't like seeing that. And, and many times I'll go back to my room and uh, I'll say, Lord, I don't feel like we accomplished tonight in that meeting what you wanted to accomplish. And most of the time when that's ever happened to me, it's because I didn't hunger enough in preparation. And that's pretty rare for me. Because I'm, I'm very disciplined about my preparation time. But occasionally, you know, you, you fly all over the place and you're tired and, and you, you, know, you, you want to rest and, and you feel like, well, we'll just take that sermon that we preached over there in Chicago a few weeks ago and I still got them notes. And, and you don't have that preparation time, that quality time with God. And, and, you know, you get in there and the sermon was good. And the people, they didn't have a clue that you didn't have that preparation time. Sounded good to them. But it didn't please me and I knew it didn't please God. Does anybody identify with anything I'm saying? Amen. Now, you know, I, I fill up a notebook. I, I fill up several notebooks every year with my sermon outlines. And as soon as I get through that year, I put them in the archives. I start a whole new notebook. And I, I carry those notes around. I, 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 I write them out freehand and then my secretary types them and, um, you know, the, well, they're in another notebook, the type ones. These are right hot off the press. <laughs> and then she types them and I carry them around with me and I refer to them from time to time. But I endeavor in every service I go into to hear what the Spirit of God wants me to say and not just pick up some sermon and warm it up. You know? And, and to do that, there's got to be a hunger maintained. Are you, are you still with me? And, and when that happens then I always expect when I'm done, when I finish, and I know I'm, I'm satisfied in my spirit, there's many times I go back to my room and I hear, well done. <laughs> I don't have to wait till I get to heaven to hear that. I hear it from time to time. Well done, son. You please me. You got everything done I wanted to do tonight. Oh, that feels good, praise God. Makes you sleep well. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and it seems like almost immediately, by the time I wake up the next day, favor's flowing. Something's happening. Favor, you know, here, favor there, favor here, favor there. Praise God. Amen. What's happening? God honored my hunger. And the favor started flowing. And he made my efforts successful. Are you still here? Look at your neighbor and say, I am hungry. And I'm getting hungrier. Can you say amen? amen? Now, throughout the Psalms, David often expressed his hunger to see not only to not only know God more intimately, but to see his power. And he declared in Psalm 21, 3, 
for thou preventest me with the blessings of goodness. And the word prevent here means to go before or to precede. He said, you've blessed me, you've honored me with the blessings of goodness preceding me, going before me. In other words, they were waiting for him. They were honoring his hunger. Blessings of goodness was on the other side, just waiting for him. In honor of his hunger for God, his continual pursuit of God. Amen. Amen. That's what we were talking about in Psalm 90. That when we hunger, then God will see to it that not only our hunger becomes satisfied, but he'll top it off with favor and goodness and make our efforts successful. Hallelujah. Am I conveying this the way I hear it? I got it in my heart. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. So he says in Psalm 23, verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Notice he said in that previous verse that we spoke of that this goodness, the blessings of goodness go before him, precede him. Not only that, they follow him. He's got goodness waiting on him and goodness following him. He's got goodness and favor waiting to manifest. And after it does, there's more coming. Hallelujah. That sounds like a great way to live, doesn't it? And it's all based on hunger. Hunger. Look at your neighbor and say hunger. Praise God. Once again, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. And the Amplified says, blessed, fortunate, happy, and spiritually prosperous are those that hunger and thirst. The message translation says, and I like this, you are blessed when you work up a good appetite for God. Amen. You are blessed when you work up a good appetite for God. You know, when Carol and I know we're going to New Orleans to spend some time with Jesse and Kathy, New Orleans, oh dear Jesus, they got the best food in the world. Anybody eat in New Orleans before? Yes. Have you ever been to Mr. B's? They have, Mr. B's is the finest, one of the finest restaurants in New Orleans. It's my favorite restaurant. And they have the best gumbo you have ever eaten in your life. Like my daddy used to say, don't dare put a bowl of it on top of your head. The t- your tongue will beat your brains out trying to get to it. <laughs> Use that, Richard. <laughs> I, I, I quote your daddy all the time. You quote mine, okay? <laughs> and, and they have this gumbo. It's a special gumbo, and it's called gumbo yaya. Everybody say, gumbo, yaya. Say it again, gumbo, yaya. There are nights when I'm dreaming of it, and I wake up going, gumbo, yaya, gumbo, yaya. That's one of my new tongues, praise God. Hallelujah. 
And I got the interpretation. Let's go to New Orleans. <laughs> Amen. I work up a good appetite when I know I'm going to New Orleans because I know I'm going to pig out when I get there. Oh, I worked up a hunger for gumbo, yah, yah, and I was not denied. Hallelujah. Amen. When you work up a good appetite for God, the message translation says, you are blessed. And what does the word blessed mean? It means to be empowered to prosper. It means to excel. It means to increase. It means to multiply. It means to be highly favored and to become very successful. And notice that's all connected to hunger. Can you say amen? Amen. It's time, church, (laughs) preachers, to get hungry again, to get more hungry. If we want our efforts to be successful, there's a divine link here. If you and I truly want to be successful in all of our efforts, then our first priority should be hunger for God. Hunger for his power, to have a more intimate relationship with him. You know, there's, uh, there's a major difference in knowing of somebody and knowing somebody. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, back during the Reagan administration, I was privileged to serve um, on a senatorial committee. And I got to go to Washington quite often. And every time I went, uh, I got to spend a couple of days and I would go into all these sessions with these senators and so forth. And it was very interesting. I got to see the government at a, in a better view than CNN, you know, and, and I was right in the middle of it. And I'd go to everything they allowed us to go to. And, and Mr. Reagan would come in. President Reagan would come in from time to time. And boy, when he came in that room, I, I told Carol, I said, it was the closest thing to the anointing of God I'd ever experienced in the natural. And when he walked in that room, he commanded attention and respect without saying a word. You just knew somebody important had just walked in, you know. And uh, I got to go to some banquets in his honor. I never did get to actually meet him, but I'm as close as you to him several times. And of course, there was security, you know, and, and I, I was just honored to be in the same room with him. And uh, somebody asked me when, when they heard about it. They said, we didn't know you knew President Reagan. I said, I don't. But you were in the same room with him. You were in the, no, I, I, I know of him, but I don't know him. I never met the man. Now, I know a lot about him because he's one of my favorite people. And I, uh, my daughters have bought me books uh, you know, for birthday gifts and Christmas gifts and Carolyn's bought me books. I got lots of books about Ronald Reagan. I love reading them. But that don't mean I know him. There's preachers got a stack full of Bibles, but that don't mean they know God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, they got, they got every latest, they got every latest translation. I have them in my library, man. Before all this technology came out, man, I, I'd look for every 
translation I could possibly find. I wound up with 26 different translations in book form in my library, my personal library. But you can have 26 translations of the Bible and don't know anything, you know. That, that don't mean you know God. Amen. You know, people, uh, yeah, they know my relationship with Kenneth Copeland. And, and I, people talk like they know him. And I, I get so tickled. I get so tickled when, when they say, uh, tell Kenny for me. <laughs> Kenny? <laughs> like they got this intimate relationship and they're on first name basis and it's now Kenny. I've known him for almost 50 years and I've never called him Kenny. I'm not sure what he would do if I did. Cast stupid out of me probably. Amen. Now he and I, we've been on vacations together. We've ridden motorcycles all over the place. We've flown all over the place. Uh, You know, I know the man. I don't just know of him. I know him. But that came from intimate relationship. But there was a time I was hungry to know him. I desired to know him. Amen. The first time he came to Shreveport, Louisiana, and the first time I heard him preach, and it changed my life, I couldn't hardly wait for him to come back. And boy, when he came back, the first time he came, I'm a back row person. I sat as close to the back door as I could because the moment I didn't like what he said, I was going to get up and leave. And God set me up. And I won't go into all that, but he set me up and got my attention and I was hanging on to every word he said. And then I went home and surrendered my life to the Lord. I couldn't hardly wait for him to come back. Boy, when he come back, I'm now a front row person. I'm getting there early to get a front row seat. Boy, um, in fact, the the church Carolyn grew up in was known for their singing. The the lady that played the piano, she she studied and learned piano with Van Clyburn. She was awesome pianist. And they were known for their music. They did all all kind of stuff all over the city with their, uh, their music. And it was wonderful. But I couldn't wait for them to shut up. Because I wanted to hear the word. Bring on the preacher. And before, uh, and most preachers that I went to hear, bring on the singers again, you know. (laughs) But boy, I couldn't hardly wait for them to turn that service to Kenneth Copeland and hear him preach the word. And you you can ask Carol. There was a time I had a beautiful handwriting. I would write her letters from college, you know. Before we married. And I had beautiful handwriting. You can't read a word I say right now. Because when I went to work with him, I took notes on everything he said. And, he, and, and, and to take notes on everything he said, he had to just keep writing fast all the time. Writing fast. And he got to the place where nobody could read my handwriting anymore. I've gone through several secretaries over the years. And the only ones who last pray in tongues and get the interpretation. 
Is that right, Terry? <laughs> Terry's my secretary now. And every time I hand her my notes, I say, help her, Lord. <laughs> help her, Lord. And she does a fine job with it too, praise God. Amen. But I wanted to know him. One of my great desires was to know Oral Roberts because it was under his ministry I first heard the call in 1957. I didn't surrender to it then. It was not until 1969. But after I came to the Lord, and I didn't think it would ever happen. I mean, what are the odds of a boy 10 years old watching Oral Roberts on television and ever getting to know him? You know, I never knew that. I would have been satisfied just to walk up to him and say, thank you, Brother Roberts, for not quitting. I'm in the ministry today because of your ministry. That, that would have been wonderful. But God had other plans. And I never will forget the time I actually met him. He was watching Kenneth Copeland's broadcast, Sunday broadcast. He and Evelyn were watching the broadcast. And I was in a Kenneth Copeland Believers Convention in Charlotte, North Carolina. And Brother Copeland usually closed out the services on Saturday night. And when he got up to preach, he couldn't. And he said, Jerry, come up here and finish this, close out this meeting. I didn't have a clue what I was going to preach. And, And I'd already preached all the sermons I'd prepared to preach. So I walked up to the platform, walked up to the podium, And I didn't know at that point what I was going to preach. And I just laid my Bible down like this and it just opened to the book of Daniel. And I saw, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All of a sudden, I heard coming out of me the sermon I heard Oral Roberts preach when I was 10 years old. And I didn't even know it was in me. And I preached his most famous tent sermon, the fourth man. Man, I'm telling you, the anointing God hit that place that night. And I'm telling you, we had miracles. Brother Copeland jumping up and down. I'm jumping up and down. Everybody jumping up and down. It was marvelous. Who is this fourth man? I'll tell you who he is. Went from Genesis to Revelation. And Brother Copeland jumped up and said to his TV producer, whatever you got planned for my uh, broadcast over the next few weeks, cancel it, get this message Jerry just preached on TV as quick as you possibly can. A few weeks later, it came out and Oral and Evelyn Roberts are watching it. <laughs> on Sunday, on Monday morning, I get a call from Ruth Rooks, his secretary, who I didn't know at the time. And she said, Oral Roberts saw you preach his sermon on TV yesterday. He wants you in his office today. I thought, they're going to sue me. Don't sue me. And when I went to his office and Ruth Rooks told him I was there, he came out of that, his office and I didn't realize he was as big as he was, as tall as he was. And I remember watching him on TV. He's always laying his hands on people. And sometimes on his TV broadcast, he'd put his hand up like this and say, now you lay your hand on your television set while I pray. And the first thing I noticed about him was his hands, had big hands. And to me, it looked like they went from that wall to that wall. (laughs) And he stood there like this and said, come here, my brother. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time. I actually turned around to see who else came in the building. (laughs) 
and there was nobody but Ruth. I said, are you talking to me, sir? He said, yes. I said, you've been wanting to meet me for a long time? Yes. I heard you say one time that you heard the call of God watching me when you were a young boy, and I've been wanting to meet you. I thought, wow. And he took me into his office. Well, he, he, he pulled me up to his bosom first, and he prophesied over me. And then he said, come into my office. I thought, okay, the lawyers are in here. And I looked around, there's nobody in there. And he had me sit on the sofa there and he sat next to me, put his arm around my, my shoulder. And he said, I just had to tell you that Evelyn and I were watching Kenneth Copeland's broadcast yesterday and we saw you preach my sermon on the fourth man. And I just had to tell you, she said, I told Evelyn that it's time for me to meet this young man. And said, I'm going to call and see if he can come to meet me tomorrow. And said, I just had to tell you, I've never seen anybody or heard anybody preach that message any better than what you did, except myself. (laughs) And that's when the relationship began. It wasn't long after that, you know, they invited me to serve on the board. Not long after that, they honored me with a doctorate from ORU and uh, we became personal friends. Oh, I love the man. I've said many times, if there's anybody who loved Oral Roberts more than Jerry Seville, I'd like to meet the man. I loved Oral Roberts. I loved Oral Roberts. And uh, I knew him. I knew him. But there was a time I hungered to know him. I desired to know him. And God honored that. Well, as much as I loved Oral Roberts, and as much as I valued the relationship I had with him, and his family. Oh, Roberts could never do for me what God can do for me. Nobody on this planet can do for you what God can do for you. Hunger for him. Hunger to know him. And he says, if you hunger, then not only will I accommodate you, I'll fill you, I'll increase your knowledge, but I'll also provide you with favor that will cause your endeavors to be successful. Give the Lord a good shout over that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let me wrap it up with this. Philippians 3.10. The Apostle Paul. Now some theologians say that by the time Paul wrote this letter to the Philippian church that his relationship with them had been between 10 and 20 years. And he says in Philippians 3.10, that I might know him. That I might know him. Who? Who's him? God. Paul, is that a misprint? If anybody knew God, surely it was the apostle Paul. As far as I was concerned, he knew God better than anybody else on the planet at that time. But he said that I might know him. Listen to how the Amplified reads. For my determined purpose is that I might know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. That was his heart's desire. As well as he already knew him, my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. And did you notice the words more deeply and more intimately? 
Is that the way you feel about God? Is that the way you feel tonight? Do you want to know him more deeply, more intimately? Well, if Paul thought that was important in his life and ministry, then it ought to be equally important to us in our lives and ministry. Never become satisfied. Never become satisfied. Here's my last scripture. Not my last point, but my last scripture. Job twenty-two twenty-one. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. The Amplified Bible says you will prosper and great good will come to you. And the message translation says everything will turn out right. Notice it says reacquaint yourself now with him. And notice what the fruit of that is. Notice what it's divinely linked to. Good will come to you. I'd call that success in every endeavor, wouldn't you? Amen. Amen. There's just so much that you and I can accomplish in our own might and our own strength, but we have no limitations when the favor of God is on our lives. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. I want to challenge you tonight as we close out this conference to work up a new appetite for God. Work up a new appetite to know him. Work up a new appetite to experience his power like never before. And what do you suppose God will do in causing our efforts to be successful? Well, I don't know all that he plans to do, but I plan to find out. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> I am going to stay hungry for him. Can you say Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Do you receive something out of that tonight? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I'd like to lead you in a fresh commitment tonight before we dismiss. Okay. Say this with me and your hands raised. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I make a fresh commitment tonight. To hunger for you, to to hunger for your power, to to see your works in my life life like never before. before. You promised in your word word that if I hunger and if I thirst, I I will be satisfied. satisfied. Not only that, but you will supply your favor and your goodness. So that all of my efforts will be successful. So with this knowledge tonight, I leave here knowing exactly what I need to do. No question about it. The more I hunger for God, the more favor I will experience, and the more successful my efforts will be. I got it, Lord. I'm taking it home with me and I'm fully expecting it to come to pass in Jesus name and give him a great shout. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So wonderful having you here this weekend and I trust every moment has been profitable to you. I hope you don't leave feeling as though this has been wasted time. It certainly hadn't been for me and I don't believe it has been for you as well. 
I pray over each and every one of you in Jesus' name that you will begin to experience God's favor, unprecedented favor in your life. And that every effort will be successful. And by the time we get together again, you'll have testimonies of all the good things that God has done. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. We love you. Thank you for being here. Safe journeys back home. Psalm 91 over you. Isaiah 54, 17 over you. Amen. Amen. Give somebody a high five and say, it's been good to be in this company this week. Amen. Amen. You received that tonight? Before, before we dismiss, just um, a couple of things. One, I want to give a thank you to everyone involved in making this meeting success. I want to thank Annette and her team and Rick and Cassie and their team. Thank our worship team, our sound team, our production team, all our hospitality, our, our ushers, our greeters, um, you know, Go Ministries. Uh, thank you, Pastor Steve and your Go Ministries team, Josh and Lacey. Uh, that, that, that help us out a great deal and just so grateful for all of them. Uh, next door, we do have, we do have sandwiches and, and, uh, deli sandwiches. If you can't stay around, but you would like to take something with you, we do have Jason's Deli, uh, uh, box lunches to go. I guess it'd be box. Night, late night snack or whatever. But uh, anyway, so you can get one of those before you leave. Also, next year's conference is November 14th and 15th. So make sure you mark your calendars for that. And also a reminder, this Sunday, uh, we just went to two services. I tried to say this last night, but we went, we tried to, we went to two services three weeks ago. And, and so, uh, so uh, this Sunday at 9 a.m. will be Richard Roberts will be ministering. And then Dr. Savelle will be giving his prophetic word. Uh, it, it will be a lot more extensive than what he declared to us. But but that'll be at 11 a.m. service. So come to both if you can. If not, if you can't stay around, have a great trip back. And I believe you're gonna have an amazing supernatural service this weekend in your churches. God bless. Love you all.